At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello all, and welcome to Sunday Q&A, which today comes from the Shedbury, because um, it's Friday afternoon, finished early. Uh, which is good because it gives me a chance to get on my weekend, always lots to do, and Charles in the house working, and it's um, not that sunny, still warm, but not that sunny. So, right, we go straight into it today. Um, I did one, make them an offer that you can't refuse. It's kind of like the mafia thing in reverse, but they will make you an offer that you, well, I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse, is the other way around, I make them an offer. Is it the other way around? It's kind of the same way around. But say, if you're going to do a job that you don't want to do, quote high, and that way when the money comes in, you go, okay, well, I didn't want to do it, but for that money, I'm happy. Right, so TC Services says, um, he said, I had this last Saturday evening. I quoted a very high price on a job. The shipper called me straight away and asked if I would do it any cheaper, and I went, no. He said, it's out of hours on a weekend, plus there's no chance to get anything back home, and you're quite right, it's difficult on a weekend. Uh, he agreed the price. I did feel a bit bad, but I didn't get home until just after 12, Lee. And he comes on again in a minute. No, Lee, you don't do anything wrong. The, the, the thing about the CX is it's a two-way street. It's like a stable door. Like it, it, It's sort of not a fire door. It goes both ways. Um, and if there's a load of quotes on, so, you know, January, February, and everything's going for really cheap money. You've got to do something for really cheap money. People will take it. So when it goes the other way around, if you quote big money, and they've got to take it because they haven't got anything cheap, it swings and roundabouts. You're not doing anything wrong. It's a bidding platform. You bid what you're prepared to do the job for. If they don't want to pay it, don't pay it. Get someone else to do it. Oh, there's no one else to do it. Got to pay it then, haven't you? Uh, Godzilla says... He says, yeah, the same. He said, in the note... In the notes are simple. Oh, because we we said about um, oh, no, that's coming. Um, sorry. In the notes are simple. This may appear a high price, but it will not be possible for me to get a return. Hence the price. This also gets me sent um, some great places in the middle of Wales or on the, the back end of Leicestershire, which is not such a bad area to get out of. I find um, these happy runs. These happy runs out keep you sane after a few days of Birmingham traffic. I know what you mean. I have a tendency, because I know you're in the truck, well, I think you're in the truck, because you might have had a thing going on with a van, but I think you're in the truck. Sometimes, on a day, I've kind of got one Monday, I picked it up this afternoon, and if I want an easy day, if I can get one job for 350 quid, which is, I figure, if I pick it up, let's say, you know, not too late, you know, kind of not too early, not too late, eight o'clock-ish, and then I go to Norfolk, or I go to Hythe, or I go to somewhere kind of like Wales Way, and I know I'm getting nothing coming up back, but I've done one pickup, I've done one drop-off, I come home empty, I've just done the diesel there and back, 
it's not the most lucrative a day. It's not like running up to Newcastle and running up to Glasgow, as you can see. Um, I did up in Glasgow, for those who didn't know. Um, but it's easy. And there's enough dough that you think, well, that's, that's still that's still a good day's wages. So sometimes, I think sometimes you can treat yourself to a decent day. Like I say, particularly if you had it all on top and you've been in city centres or multi-dropping or it's all been a bit girl or really early start and late finishes, sometimes you've got to give yourself a bit of a break. So as TC Services replied to this, he said, um, I used to make the mistake when I first joined the CX in taking jobs that would take me somewhere, like down a pool on a Friday afternoon. Then I had to drive back home with over 100 dead miles. I'm still making mistakes, but not as many. Mate, we all done it. I remember when I was in a Luton, and I'd done the first drop, and I was in Slough, and it was round about 11 o'clock, and a job came up from Slough to Bristol, something like that. And I went, and I rang the guy up. And I quoted him 150 quid, and he went, I've already had a quote for 150 quid, or so 140. I went, oh, no, I've had 140. I went, I'll do 135. And I've done it, and I realised when I was getting near dropping point, I'm going, this is like four o'clock. By the time I got there, picked it up, drove it all the way over, and then you think, I'm going to get this a Friday afternoon as well. I'm going to get nothing coming back. You do it once. Like you'll catch you once, but then you go, right, okay, I know not to do that next time. That's what it's all about, you know? Hopefully... You know, the good outweighs the bad, and it does get easier. And, of course, there's always the channel to try and fill you in the gaps. Um, Tivies of Cornwall said, Hi, Pete, how about how are you getting on with the paddock waste covering? Would it also be nice if you could get a slightly newer truck with a sleeper cab? This would give you much more opportunity for longer jobs, staying out, and occasionally you could bid on those off-you-can't-refuse jobs. I'd like a sleeper cab, Tiff. Um... I always said that, but the way things are going, I will probably hopefully get up to speed with any six trucks that we can, and then I'll probably jump out of trucks altogether, and then I will be the filling guy in the trucks. Although if we can get up to six trucks and carry on going, then we'll start upgrading the, the worst one, you know, each taking the worst one and making it slightly better until we get the ones we want. And I'm going to go for DAFs now. I've fallen out of bed with Mercs. Mercs fine since it's been repaired, but I like my DAF. I think, and uh, I think that's like a CF sleeper. But a nice big clearance should be fine. So, um, and as for, yeah, uh, 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 Steve Campbell says, um, I, I still run in a van because we said about him in a rock lorry, he's in a lorry. Just so happens that some HGV work with agencies as van is quiet. So he's doing HGV when a van is quiet. On the subjects of curtains, leave them as it stands out a lot more than paddock waste. He said, I think because I've got my curtains slightly painted, it stands out. I've got Dash P. Having said that, there will be a follow-up video to the um, Paint Your Wagon video because I've now got a fiberglass it, which I'll probably do tomorrow as I've got a bit of time at the weekend so I'm doing this now. And I want to I take some of the blue away. And I want to get rid of the wheel markers. I've got red ones. I want green ones because it's starting to look like a clown vehicle. And there probably will be a repaint of the curtain, which probably will be another disaster. So... Um, as for, yeah, stay tuned. They're coming out. I mean, I do them as, as, as I mean, the last video I've done, it takes so long to edit them. You'll probably get one of these kind of videos out once every two weeks because it just takes so long to put them together. But I hope that's okay. And yeah, the um, the trunk probably will get painted, Steve. What can I say? Um, right, I did one on what happens if a job comes in and when you see it, you can't take it on medical or ethical grounds. So say, for example, it's taking you to a hospital and you've got an elderly patient, an elderly, you're, you're a carer and you go, I can't go to a hospital, I might bring home disease, I might kill someone. Or it's like, it's alcohol and you go, I don't do alcohol. Uh, White Van Man says, as I said about, you know, there is a line. He said, 
if it comes into the distribution centre, I'm not doing that job to the distribution centre because I don't like distribution centres. I might get held up and the job might take longer than expected. He said, I don't understand why it's not a valid reason to go, don't do distribution centres. Surely we pick and choose the jobs which we do. If new information is provided after we bid, which materially changes things for us, any reason, um, even if it's just personal preference, why shouldn't we make decisions according to the full information? Of course, whether or not the shipper would ever waffle off his work again, it's up to them too. That's the, that's the rub, unfortunately. It kind of is, um, it's kind of accepted when you sort of enter the ring that there is a realm of stuff that you will be doing. And you will be at distribution centres, and sometimes you might be at an airport, and sometimes you might be at a school or a prison. It kind of goes without saying. You can go back to them and go, look, I'm ever so sorry I can't do this, and you can give a reason. But if the reason is because I don't fancy it, chances are, that, I mean, they can't stop you not doing the job. You go, I'm sorry, I can't do that job, I'm not doing that job, and they, well, they will go fine, but it will be a black mark. So it's up to you whether you decide to do it or not. Personally, I wouldn't. And the way it tends to go is you do, we have got some cover-up in the fact that, oh, it turns out there's a load of handball on this job. Say a handball job comes in and, you you, you know, you can't even bow back. You go, look, I'm over so sorry, but nowhere when I booked the job did it say that I was going to have to lump 80 bits a deck in. I'm just throwing you back here. I can't, I can't move 80 bits a deck in. You really should have written that, like, you know? So it depends on the reason. You can argue your case. I imagine the better you argue, the less chance they ever get me up. But yeah, there is no reason why you can't do it. I don't tend to. I tend to just go for it. But up to you. Uh, Android Lloyd says uh, the CX should introduce an auto header feature for these types of jobs and post. You know, so that, that when the shipper posts them, it will say alcohol or medical or duty free or tobacco, like it does with ADR or refrigerated. It does make some sense to bring this in. Um, it just adds more utilisation and clarity to both parties. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think we should. I mean. I noticed there's... I did a prison again this morning. Um, I've done a Category 3. It's different to a Category 4. I mean, I thought they'd be very similar. I, I think I had to go through six gates. Six electric gates. They, 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 they checked me. They took my phone. They took my bag. There's stuff on prisons coming up later, like, you know. But it wasn't painful. You just do as you're told. There's the bag. Yes. Can you open the bag? Yes. Can you, I'm going to get a mirror. Yeah. No, no, nice enough people. Like, you know, it's the DHL. It's taking the food in for the mount, it was. Um... But yeah, I mean, it didn't come up. I know it's when they post these jobs because they tend to these come up weekly. Some of them post them, you go into a prison. Some of them don't. And I'm depending on which company is posting the job. It seems to be a different company every week. Um, but I imagine the ones that don't probably get an awful lot more grief than the ones that do. Because if you accept the job and then you go, oh, I didn't realise it was a prison. You go, well, it actually said prison when you accepted it. What do you mean you didn't realise it was a prison? So. Uh, Mark Powell says, the only job that made me think twice after it came through was a multi-drop for funeral ashes, which is unusual, I'll grant you. Um, it just didn't seem right to be doing things, but then I thought, I'd I, I better do it, the, the better than me do it, than a big firm where the driver may not have time to exchange a few words at the doorstep and show compassion. Other than dodgy knee and back, that means I'm, or other than that, and a dodgy knee and back means I'm wary of beer, beer kegs, because I have to be on top for me. Yeah, beer kegs are heavy. They are sort of a lumpy thing, aren't they, really? But, yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Mark. And I think that is part of what we, hopefully, what we do, is you try to be a bit professional. And, I mean, I always try to be happy and chirpy and sort of, you know, it makes my life easier as well if people are like, get on your side if you're happy. But, yeah, if you could actually drop it off, rather go, there's your ashes. It's sort of like, 
Anyway, you know, a bit, of, a bit of consolidation, maybe a little bit of time to have a little chat, a lend an ear type of thing, makes the world a lighter place, doesn't it, mate? So well done, you. Um, Steve at SDC Services says, he said, if it's not in the notes, is it not not in the notes, don't get done. He said, interview the shipper in every case. Some of these new shippers are... Um, especially with weights. So, and there's nothing wrong with this again. With, the problem is a lot of times e-quotes only, e-quotes only. But when the job comes in, you can go, right, okay, fine, where am I going? What am I collecting? How many pallets is it? How heavy is it? Where's it going to? What, what, what's on the pallets? You can ask them these questions. But it, you'd like to hope that people know that they're sending you the jobs have got a modicum of a sense of what they're doing. Not everybody. So, but again, guys, this is just general advice on how you want to go moving forward. You guys do you at the end of the day. So, uh, Godzilla says, as he was, he done, yeah, we said we've done prisons, he's done prisons. He said, last prison I did was HMP Birmingham. He said, you had to hand over everything toolbox, straps, phone, sat nav, wiring, you know, your work bag, your dinner, any drinks. And I had to do all the liquids, all the liquids had to go over. Uh, you basically empty back to front. Uh, you did this in a holding walled area. That's exactly where I was. Yeah, they get the finger down, and that's it. Yeah, they take everything off you. Um, did the, uh, the the, the pat down check thing? ID checks out. They didn't ask me for ID. That was something really weird. I said to the guy, I have in my pocket. I said, you see, you got anything on you? I said, in my pocket, I've got a wallet. It's got all my cards in it. Didn't ask me for ID. I don't know why. I think they should. Doors open, drive in, then you wait for the guard to appear and walk you through another three gates. Yeah, I had to go for about five. Uh, hand the keys over. Yeah, you have to. I got the pallet truck, put the pallet down, lock the van up. You have to lock the van and hand the keys over, and the guy stands there and watches you do it. Like, you know, he said, then handle seven pallets of toilet roll, turn around and go through the same thing again. It took around three hours. I had pallets, so I, I, pump, I pumped them off on the pallet truck on the tail. It took me, ironically enough, it took me an hour and a quarter to tip them out. Probably a little bit more than that, because I didn't click on site quite when I got there. But I actually got in and out and dropped, hand and pallet trucked off 14 pallets to a prison quicker than I got loaded and out of the bay in Booker's Distribution Centre. I was there for an hour and a half. Put it on the bay, I think they went on break. But again, I don't mind. You know, I, the shipper gave me a little bit of waiting time, and then I've, I've done that job. I went and picked one up for um, Monday morning, and here I am. I've had worse days. I was doing schools yesterday. Uh, van on the run. He says... Um, he said, he, said, he said, very well said. He said, 100%, it's just a job. It is just a job. Don't lose sight of that. Um, he said, I've only been, to, I've done a prison once, delivering three pints of instant coffee sachets, instant coffee sachets, um, or at least that's what it said in the boxes. Who knows? <laughs> I imagine it probably was coffee, if I'm honest, like, you know. Uh, it was a real pain. Again, he had to empty his van. He said, I have more stuff, more stuff in the van than he was carrying to deliver because I'm a tramper. We take the bed out. We take this out. We take that out. They they really ha um, they really should have a, a secure unloading area outside where goods can be expected before you transfer them to the actual prison. I don't know how it works. We just do as we're told, don't we, mate? Mars is not to reason why. Um, I think somewhere also Steve Campbell said he's in and out of prison in ninety minutes, but I think that might be a different thing. I've been in and out of prison in ninety minutes. But I went to see, visit my mate Dave. If I got there late. Right. So. Done another freelance trucking. Uh, this was the one that took me up to Newcastle. You guys only got as far as Newcastle. I went everywhere after that. I could have taped it, but it would have been like, um, I don't know, Gone with the Wind. It, 
you know, director's cut. So you've got to call it a day somewhere, haven't you, really? Um, David, 45HTV. Now, I had a problem, and I said, do you have to have a day off? Like, you know, you go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I've worked six days. I've got to have Sunday off, and then I can do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Or can it be 24 hours? So can I stop at 10 o'clock on... Um, Saturday morning and start again at like 11 o'clock on Sunday morning he said he says he said if you've done your sixth day you cannot work the Sunday doesn't matter if you drove a mile on the Saturday the car went in it worked Saturday whether you're working a fixed week or a working week seven days driving doesn't work it's really easy to fall in the trap when you're thinking about 24 hours off without taking into account actual days worked as well You've got to remember the 24-hour rule. Everything needs to be accomplished within 24 hours. Breaks, POA, other work, rest. So let's say you put your card in on a Saturday morning at 7 a.m. and remove the card at 9 a.m. Does that mean you can drive on Sunday 9 a.m. after resting for 24 hours? No, you need 24 hours or more rest because that's when you've got to remember the fixed week and the working week. It gets complicated. Right, driving hours are complicated. All I will say is my mate Nick, the urban trucker, he's he seems to think I'm all right. My transport manager seems to think I'm all right, and I've got the taco master bit on the computer. And when I put my card in, and it scanned the week, and it scans it for driving hours, and it scans it for work time directive, it came up green. If it turns out at some stage where someone, the ministry, pull me over and they read my card and they go, "You did this. You shouldn't have done this." I'm going to go right. I spoke to the people on my channel. I spoke to my transport manager. I went through the computer. They all said it was okay. What did I do wrong? Let me know, and I won't do it again. But all I can do is the best I've got with the information I've got at the time. As it is, I've done it now. So if I am going to come unstuck, I'm going to come unstuck. And the chances of it ever happening again, and certainly in the very near future, are remarkably slim. I say that now. We'll see. You know, I very rarely will I ever do that kind of thing where I'd actually have to pick up on the Saturday morning and drive on a Sunday. If it's going to be any other way around, you pick up on a Friday and drive on a Sunday, wouldn't you? Because Saturday places are shut. So thank you for your input, David. I don't know what the I, I, I don't know who's right. All I know is I am trying to do the right thing, and all I can do is my best to do the right thing. So. Um, Tiffany Cornwall said, "Can't wait for part two. Part two, like I said, will be coming out next." Not this Thursday, next Thursday. So I've got to do them every two weeks. Otherwise, I spend my life editing videos. Like it does, it takes a while to get all this stuff together. So I'm going to put one out once every two weeks, and then on follow up on that one, I will start recording. Um, Paint Your Wagon 2 or Pimp My Ride or something like that. I'm up there tomorrow with fiberglass and marigold gloves. That's going to be interesting. Uh, right, just a quick one on trucks. Uh, because I said. Um, now the reverse test is not part of your class one. I don't think part of your class two either. What happens is the driving instructors do the reverse. The ones that teach you do the reverse test and pass you or fail you. And then you do another test with your driving centre on the road. Why? I don't know. Because it doesn't take very long at all to reverse a truck in front of somebody. I actually think it stood me in good stead when I was on my test because... I reversed straight first time perfectly and hit it bang on the bang on the um, line, and I went to get out to check it, and the bloke went, "Don't bother." And I thought, well, he's already seen that I can drive it backwards. Surely I'm going to be able to drive it forwards, all right, like you know. So, but Steve says he said the reverse test can't be done by the instructor that trained you, but a colleague of theirs who is not biased, not to be biased. I take on board what you're saying, Steve, but you've got to bear in mind, I park next to Hugh's driver training. Brendan's back there now, which is lovely. He turned up two days ago. He's the guy that got me through my class too. And there's Brendan, and then there's Phil, and then there's um, 
the rest of the mob up there, and I can't help feeling that he's going to turn around and go, right, this is my guy. If he goes a bit wonky, you're going to pass him. <laughs> I, just, I don't quite know how impartial you can be when you're an examiner who's testing one of your mates. Who's actually or, or testing the student of one of your mates? It almost goes on them. It's a bit like, well, if he can't reverse properly, it goes back on you, doesn't it? It's a bit like, oh yeah, I don't know what's going on with water coming in there. Mm. You can't see that. It's not interesting, um, right? But good time to take your class one, though, eh, Peter? I don't know if I still. I kind of think if we get up to six, I might do it just for just for the sheer just for the heck of it, like you know. See how it goes. I would like to have it. It'd be nice on your license. Right, a couple of miscellaneous now. We seem to be fighting the platforms at the moment. Um, Ian Coyne says, City spray, city sprint rates are the lowest around at the moment. But Julian Rowe replies to this. I don't know if he replies, but Julian's out there and he knows what he's talking about. He says, depends on how you work for them. I'd, more information would be great, Julian, or whatever, but I'm sure you're a busy man running vans. So... Um, yeah, it is all of what it is. Steve reckons, my mate Steve Campbell, says any van is actually worse than Shipley, which has got to be going some, because Shipley jobs yourself at absolute peanuts. It's ridiculous. Um, and Gitaltus Nick says, Gin, 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 Gintas, Gintastus. Sorry, mate. Nick says... Um, he says again. He's another one that says you're doing all right on the CXP, but you'll be crying if you was in a van. But he loved the shirt because I had the UI shirt on. I can understand if anybody mistook for the fact that I wasn't here last week because Tom Selleck from Magnum had sat in my place. You know, we get confused all the time. It's just it's, we don't. Um, you knew that. Um, I don't, mate, I don't know. Like I say, I'm not in a van. I know it's working okay for me, Lawrence. I do speak to a few people on the phone who are in vans. They're doing okay. I know it's going to get tougher out there. The jobs may be as, mar- as much as they used to be. The price of diesel's getting super scary, isn't it, really? It is what it is. If you are doing it, I hope you're doing it, and I hope you're making money. That's all I hope to say. Um, Sajid Kamamood says... Um, Oh, because this is the difference between Google Maps and Waze. There was one on that, weren't there, really? The benefit I find with Google Maps is when you enter location, you can actually see the picture of the location so you know what the location looks like, be it a shop, park, whatever. I, I did try to do that once. I did try to get it under Google Earth and all that kind of stuff so you could see it from above or you could have the sat-nav with the actual pictures. And kind of, it was all right, but I don't know why I just ended up reverting back to Waze. I'm on Waze and Road Lords. I run both of them all the time at the moment. And it's just doing a trick for me. But it's different for me. I'm in a big truck, and I really... So if I was in a van, there's a good chance I might run, because I've got the fancy foldy phone. I'd probably run uh, Waze and Google next to each other and get the best of both worlds. Or maybe I'll try that. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do a video on Waze versus Google and Waze versus... Because that'll give me something to do, so I ain't got anything else to do. Uh, finally, got a little bit of a long one here from um, Pixie Bell. Uh, who said, I found the channel looking for Euro 6 info. Um... It generally seems the perspective of vans. I think I said, bear with me. For the camper community, it's something about camper community and U-less charge. Um, it's something to do with vans uh, and stuff like that. Pixie, uh, thanks very much for your for your comment, mate. Um, I think the long and short of it is you talk, they're talking about the U-less charge zone and how it basically is. Um, poor people's tax in the name of ecology it does make me smile 
I've we got a chancellor who is telling us we got a chancellor. I'm not a political person, not really. I'm kind of left of right of centre. But um, you can almost hear it when they're doing it on the BBC on the radio. And then you can almost see it's just on the tip of their tongue where they're going to say, and the, and the chancellor, multi-millionaire Richie Sunak, said today that what we need to do it is a bit tricky when we're being told that we're all at the oh, inflation's at a record high and diesel's going through the roof and we're all skinned by someone whose wife has got more money than God. I guess democracy, the right way to reach the wrong decision. What we need is a dictatorship with the right person in charge. Me. <laughs> and in conclusion this week, um, Adam Connell says, um, hope you've got aircon in your truck. Yes, Adam. If I want it on half, I wind down one window. If I want it on full, I wind down both. <laughs> it's fine as long as you're not in a traffic jam. And finally, Derek McGillray says, um, your painting's not up too much. <laughs> I'm sure you can come up with something better. I have come up with something better. I'm driving a lorry. And as for my painting not being up too much, you're 100% right. It's rubbish. <laughs> I'm shoddy. Shoddy is a good word to describe me, which means it's going to be interesting. Stay tuned to find out what I can do with some... Oh, it's not nitromorphous. What's the stuff called? With the fiberglass glue, which is sticky as heck, and um, some spray paint, silver cans, and a bit more blue curtain paint. Let's hope it matches better this time. It won't. Guys, thanks for listening. Guys and girls, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you're having a wonderful weekend, and um, take care. Take money. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.